Hey guys, David, the Healthness Coach here yet again with another episode. Today I'm going to be giving some advice based on my experience as a trainer, um, how I've managed to run a successful business and have done so in the last year. Um, This is going to be strictly my take on it. Uh, This podcast is going to be allocated to anyone thinking about becoming a personal trainer. Also, anyone that is a new personal trainer or if you are a personal trainer currently struggling, I think there's going to be some facts here that might be able to help you. And if there aren't, then I guess you can, as I always say, throw this podcast in the garbage. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And as always, if you've got questions, comments, concerns regarding your health and fitness, feel free to contact me via my Instagram, healthness4cnd, or via email, healthness469 at gmail.com. So the first point that I'd like to make is probably going to be mostly a general point, but I'm going to show how it ties into personal training. I think generally there's a difference between a job and a career. An example of a job would be something you're currently doing to get into the next stage of your life. So you're entering the job knowing that it's only temporary, that you're not going to be doing that thing for very long. So let's say you're in university working part-time at any job. And that job, of course, would be there so that you can support your wants, your needs to a certain degree, and also so that you can pay your expenses, just so that you can get through university and get to the actual career that you intend on doing long term. A career is something that you love doing, that you enjoy doing, that you're excited to wake up to every day. It's something, as I said, that you're intending to do for a very long time. So this could be anything that you as an individual love and enjoy. It can also be a skill or a talent that brings you fulfillment every single day. I believe if you're going to open a business or run your own business, that, and of course, this is my opinion, it should strictly be based on building a career that represents you as an individual. If you are opening a business with the intent of making it a job or that you don't enjoy anything about the business, it's more than likely going to fail, especially if an obstacle presents itself. I feel like being a personal trainer is very much like running your own business. It needs to be looked at as as a career, right? Especially if you're looking to become a personal trainer. Because it entails most of the same responsibilities that selling a product would have. So if you're hoping to run into a business uh, to get you into a different position in life, it's more than likely not going to work, right? Because if you're just doing what would otherwise be a career to get into something else or to pay for your life in order to get to somewhere else, it's going to be unsustainable, in my opinion. Okay, this also applies, of course, to being a personal trainer. Like I said, it's very similar to running your own business. It has the same, most of the same responsibilities. The best angle, I think, in becoming a personal trainer would be that you have such a high level of value and happiness and taking care of your own health and fitness from all these different angles that you want to project that happiness onto other people. If you're going to do it as a career, as you should, then you want to understand one very important fact. And 
what will bring you fulfillment helping other people attain the same level of success that you've had with your own health and fitness? What's going to make you happy? What's going to bring joy to you? Bringing that sort of value with regards to health and fitness to other people. I think that speaks for itself. The next step is to get some sort of certification or degree. It's important that you have insurance in case, I don't know, someone gets hurt or something happens. That's the only way I know that you can make sure that you protect yourself is to be certified. This applies to in-person training and program training or, or fitness programming rather, sorry. Side note, if you're a client looking f- for a program, you certainly want to get it from a reliable source, like a person that has the credentials to program a workout for you. Unless you're, I don't know, the type of person that would trust the guy across the street to clean your teeth at his apartment versus a dentist. I mean, I encourage anyone to try the thing they want for as long as they want to, as long as it can work for them. But for me, if you're serious about getting to a specific fitness goal, you might want to play your chances with someone that actually has the credentials and or experience as it applies to fitness and health. I think education is important. I also think that your own experience training yourself and other people uh, is very important. But I believe what can trump all that is consistently asking the question, why? You see, I don't believe in just doing research for the sake of doing research or just doing a course for the sake of doing a course or trying something just for the sake of trying it. You have to look at the area you would like to specialize in and figure out what are more than likely the challenges that you're going to face in that specific area. So if you're going to do the research, I would research on the thing you want to do as it pertains to health and fitness. I would also look at some of the challenges that people are facing in their own health and fitness, whether that be a trainer, mentor talking about the client that is facing challenges that he's been able to manage to help them overcome them, or maybe you have a family member or friends around you that are facing challenges as it pertains to their own health and fitness. That's going to put you in a position where you can start to do the research and figure out on your own how you can help people that might be going through the same thing. So again, I don't believe in just randomly going out and doing courses. Your why will always be, why am I learning this specific thing? Is it because there's someone in my life going through this specific thing? Is it that I lack knowledge in a specific area that I'm trying to do consistently with a client or on myself? At the end of the day, like I said, it should be geared specific to what client base you're looking to train and what challenges you are currently facing and being presented with more often than not. I mean, research and studies are going to be the skeleton that you can reference from. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's specific to the person that is sitting in front of you. Sometimes you need to apply your own hows and whys to the situation so that you can figure out what's the best solution for a given problem. I feel like I connect well with Jordan Shallow because he explains the hows and the whys in detail and allows you to open the doors for more questions that you can figure out either on your own or by doing your own research. Shout out to Jordan Shallow. So if you've been training clients for a long time, you know there are no absolute answers in anything. 
right? So once again, I would do your own research, right? On things that you are either being presented with as you're training yourself or other clients or look at the training principles that you apply once again on yourself or other other clients and see what are more than likely the limitations or the you know the problems that you might encounter so that you can have a little bit more of an edge be specific to the circumstances that you know like i said that are either happening around you friends or family um you know also with your own training with your own clients it's always very important to have a learning curve especially as a as it applies to experience in the real world. Also, segue on education. Educate yourself not just on training principles or fitness programming. I think it's very important to also educate yourself on other aspects of personal training or coaching. Because as we know, personal training is not just programming workouts. There are also a myriad of factors that you can learn that can help you tremendously. If you have the know-how, it gives you a far better advantage at being successful and staying there. I think it's very important to, to develop other skills like communication skills, like psychology to a certain degree, um, like organizational skills that you can also apply on yourself and your own business as it pertains to, to personal training. How to overcome barriers both from a psychological and mental standpoint. Educate yourself on accounting principles as well, right? Because there's going to be a lot of accounting stuff that you might have to do unless you're working for a bigger commercial gym and how that works. Business concepts are really good to look into as well. If you lock yourself into only learning one specific thing or one specific aspect of the job, you're putting yourself at higher risk of flatlining your business or even getting to a point where you, you don't like it and you hate it now because it's like you, you just want to do that one specific thing, which is training and programming uh, fitness programs or uh, training a client, not realizing that there's other aspects of the job, right? It's so that being a personal trainer coach is far more diverse than a lot of people believe it to be. So give yourself the edge and learn things that you might not know as it pertains to not just exercise and nutrition, but other, but also other aspects of the job that can help you. For me specifically, it was public speaking. I had a huge fear um, that I needed to overcome, and I think I've managed to educate myself in the last couple of years on that specific topic, and also be. Uh, fortunate enough to fortunate enough to be able to indulge myself in the scenario of doing it often enough so that I can do it well, and I've also managed to to gain clients this way with with regards to gaining that confidence of doing that. So once again, it's super important to not lock yourself into only studying one aspect of the job. We're personal trainers. If you're a strength coach, maybe you can then kind of like gear it specific to programming, things like that, because you're training most, you'll probably mostly be training athletes and things like that. But in the real world, training general population, super important to have a well-rounded understanding of your business, um, accounting, all these other things that I've also mentioned. Once you're in the personal training game, I think it's very important to keep things very basic and simple. So you don't overcomplicate exercises and try to really figure out a strategy in which you can help the majority of the people that you want to help. I wouldn't follow everyone else or follow the crowd, so to speak, 
I think it's very important to figure out your own strengths and what you are confident and capable of doing so that you're not making promises on things that you know aren't possible for where you're starting at. If you know you can't get a client results, let's say at a frequency of twice a week, I wouldn't make an offer to them at twice a week knowing that you're probably not confident in being able to get them results, right? So try to keep it realistic, keep it simple, and understand, of course, what you're selling so that you have the confidence to be able to deliver. It's important to do research on what you feel confident or if you don't feel so confident, it's important to do the research so that you can maintain integrity based on the knowledge, the skills that you have as a personal trainer so that you're not under-promising on your service. So So yet again, it's super important that you focus on what your abilities and strengths are right from the jump, what you know you can do for someone. And usually if you got a certification, usually you know what works for you. And if that's training four days a week, five days a week, you got to be realistic with the person that's sitting in front of you and say, look, listen, like I train at four days a week. We can probably get away with three days, but I'm not confident in my ability to be able to get you to where it is that you want to go. And it keeps that relationship, especially from the jump, bonded because this person is going to understand that you're being genuine and you're not just trying to sell them anything. You're actually trying to get them on something that you know will guarantee their success. I know that I just used the term selling. Might be a habit from working in a bigger commercial gym for so long. Uh, The reality is I don't believe that you absolutely need to be a good salesperson to help someone on their fitness journey or to get someone started on their fitness journey with you. Um, The prospect of selling, to me, means that you're trying to add value to a product or service, that you're trying to persuade someone into something that you're offering to them to have. So, I mean, I don't think that we're trying to persuade someone into personal training, right? I I don't think personal training falls under the same category. I think that if you've done the work in the right way prior to meeting an individual, the only apprehension should be based on cost. Your job as a trainer isn't to convince this person that their health and fitness is important, nor is it our job to diagnose someone as being unhealthy or unfit. Also, if they're sitting in front of you, they would have already made a decision that you are the person they want to get them where they want to go. I'll eventually do a podcast in the future uh, when I have a little bit more time on how to not sell quote unquote training. Um, I think as far as value of your service goes, it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, some of the basics being professional, that should be a given. Things like being on time for your consult sessions, looking presentable, having a plan of sorts that you can show this person in a way that they can understand how you're going to assist in their success, etc. I think that it's very important to be yourself and to acknowledge that no matter how good you might think you are, the person still needs to connect with you. So working on verbal communication skills and being an active listener is going to go a long way to your success, especially as it relates to motivating someone to start on their fitness journey. 
If you're being assigned a client working from a commercial gym, there is a strategy on how to do this correctly, but it is best to speak with your manager about this um, and what the best approach is to take. So as far as once again, quote unquote, selling goes, you shouldn't have to sell personal training. You're not trying to find something that you just want to get them started on so that you can have a client. You want to find an option, of course, that's going to work for this person and that you want to explain to them the whys and the hows. You're not selling them on the value of their fitness and health. You're not trying to add value to what you do as a fitness professional. If you are a trainer and you have your certification, you do have the knowledge to help people if you're passionate about it. So have confidence in yourself and you should be fine. If you're looking for job security, then opening any business, any type of business is not going to be for you. It also applies to personal training. You got to realize that if you are a trainer and you're, and you're doing that and you've been doing that for a little while, it's always best to consistently be wanting and even needing to help and motivate other people to do something about their health and fitness. So even, so even if you have a full roster of clients that you're helping, it's a great idea to make time slots available to where you can try to reach out, either reach out to other people or find a way to where you can put yourself in a position where you are trying to help people beyond the clients that you have. This doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're looking to get people started on personal training. But like I said, you're in the in the whole concept of trying to help as many people as you can. This allows you to have a very stable pool of people that you're in contact with. And chances are someone eventually is going to raise their hand and say, "Hey, I I think I need help." If you don't happen to have the time to be able to accommodate them, it's always a great idea to have other awesome trainers that you're in contact with so that you can refer them out. And there's actually a great way how you can do this without making it seem weird or bizarre or kind of like feel like an uncomfortable transition, but we'll talk about that another time. The reality is, is if you are good at what you do and you know the type of value that you can bring to other people, you should be consistently excited to show as many people as possible what you can do for them. This should be something that excites you. It applies to any product or service that you know will bring value to someone else's life. You don't have to worry about the lights being on or being able to pay your bills if what you bring to the table every day adds value to someone else's life. A successful day to me as a personal trainer is where I can train all my clients, including myself, And I also get the opportunity to speak to a new person and help them in any form or fashion as as it relates to health and fitness. I try to do that every working day because that to me brings fulfillment. It brings me happiness doing that. I love training my clients and getting them results. I also love being able to help someone else that maybe is on the edge of wanting to take care of their health and they don't know what to do. That brings me happiness. If you wait till you have a time slot open to look for a client, it becomes a bit tricky because now you might be putting yourself in a position where you're going to come off very desperate and then it's going to force you into this whole sales position, right? Quote unquote. So you'll you'll be in the ballpark of being like, look, you know what? 
look, just do one day a week with me. Even though you know one day, one day a week of training is not going to help this person, you're just going to get them started on one day a week because now you're, you're kind of in a desperate situation, right? The analogy I like to use is imagine there's someone looking to date you and you're single. And, you know, if this person was to walk up to you and like tell you, hey, please, can, can you be with me? And then they start calling you and texting. You give them your number and they're calling and texting you every two seconds and they desperately need you. You know, they're like, I, I, I want to see you. I need you. I don't like nothing in my life matter. You're going to be like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Either there's some small writing I'm not paying attention to. There's something wrong. Am I being tricked or is this person, this person probably has a serious problem, right? People tend to sense desperation. At that point, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how great your, your training is. It doesn't matter how professional you are. A person is not going to be able to connect with someone that they feel is desperately trying to chase them into something. Even if the th- even if it's the thing they want, even if they want training, they want to get started on their fitness journey. If they feel that desperation from you, they're like, mm, I don't know. This is not what I want to do, right? Because they're, they're it, it's it's uh you know the um the power of attraction, right? You you don't want to make someone feel like you're just trying to get them to do something. You want to be consistently genuine, right? So in a nutshell, the most important factor in your career as a personal trainer is going to be consistently prospecting. You have to accept that that comes with the with the whole concept of being a trainer. Consistently helping people with skill with the skills and tools that you've acquired even when they aren't your clients is so important to staying successful as a personal trainer. As far as prospecting goes, it's always best to start off with the strategy that you're most comfortable with. Eventually, you'll have to be willing to go outside your comfort zone and be able to do other things that you might not feel so comfortable with. For me, I love a challenge. Like I like when I'm forced to put myself in a position where I have to become better at something I either hate or feel uncomfortable with. Another challenge I had to go beyond public speaking was this whole social media thing. I was never comfortable with the idea of putting myself on social media, ever. I like to be in my own little corner, my bubble, and not have my life on public display or anything like that. That's just me. But as it relates to my business, it was a good opportunity for me to try to get some sort of social media started. I haven't perfected it yet, but I did manage to get my foot through the door and it's reaped some benefits in regards to opening doors and being able to help people I otherwise would have never met in person. So be open to trying new things, acquire new skills, and go outside your comfort zone just a little bit. This is going to be strictly my opinion. Maybe someone out there will disagree with me because someone always does, but that's okay because David, the healthness coach, is pretty tough and he can take it. If you did a course or you got a degree in a specific subject, I think it's perfectly all right to present what you learned to your pool of people, whether it be on social media, with your clients, etc. Me personally, I'm not a huge social media guy. I'm working on it, but I don't put out content. I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy yet, right? I think that as long as you're being transparent with your credentials, the courses you took, 
I don't think it's absolutely necessary that you need to credit where you got the information or the exercise from. If the person that taught you the thing wanted credit, they got it because you paid for the damn course, okay? So go out there, take the knowledge that you've learned and acquired and explain it to people in a way that your audience can understand or whatever. Go put it on YouTube if that's your thing and find another audience. Make it your own. I know that if I decided to make content, I'm not going to be like, hey guys, I'm going to show you how to do a push-up now. But before we get into the push-up, however... You need to know that the modern-day push-up was created by a gentleman named Jarek Revilla back in fucking 1905. Come on now. As trainers, we're all going to know where the information came from because typically if we're doing a course, if we live all in the same area, we'll typically do more or less the same courses that are usually re- get great reviews. So we'll know where the information came from. We shall still see that and still support each other regardless. The only real issue I can see with teaching the general population the thing that you've learned from a course or school is if you are misrepresenting the information. If it's not, if you're not saying it in the right context or you're not understanding the terminology and you're presenting it in a way that, of course, falsifies what you've learned, that could be an issue. Or if someone comes up to you and is about to give you $1.7 million for inventing the hip airplane, then then in that case, you might want to disclose that where you got that from. Which goes without saying, there are mentors and people out there that are trying to shift the fitness industry in a better position. And the way they're doing that is by going out and teaching other trainers, other fitness professionals. I think if their intent was to hold on to information for themselves, they would only train their own clients. They wouldn't be teaching other people this information. And they certainly would not be asking for money from other fitness professionals to learn this information. Segway. If you hear a person that teaches fitness professionals for a living that seem that they seem to be using terms or talking in a way that only fitness professionals would understand They shouldn't have to dial it back because that's what they do. They teach fitness professionals. It's at the responsibility of the fitness professional to do the research on what they don't understand it relates to their career choice. Our responsibility is to learn the information and relay it in a way that our audience and clients can understand. I love Dragon Ball. I'm sure if you only watched Dragon Ball a couple of times here and there, and I started having a conversation with you about power levels and Super Saiyan, Akira Toriyama, how he came to create Dragon Ball, etc., you'd probably more than likely think I'm speaking another language. Probably due to the fact that you don't study Dragon Ball, which is fine. But that's just my silly rant. Don't worry about that. Last point that I want to make is be confident in yourself. Number one, as a trainer. Know that you've been given an ability to help a tremendous amount of people and that you have a certification that allows you to be able to get people where they want to go with their health and fitness. Anyone, including myself, can tell you anything. But at the end of the day, you have to find the thing that is going to work for you long term. And your business needs to be an outward manifestation of who you are in the inside. If you're a personal trainer, and you're struggling, and you need help, feel free to contact me. I'll be more than happy to help with what I can. Probably due to the fact that I'm a little bit narcissistic, and I like to show off 
what I know and my experience. So hopefully you guys found this podcast helpful to some degree. If you have any other questions or if there's anything that comes out that you'd like for me to add, please let me know. And as always, if you've got questions, comments, concerns about your health and fitness, feel free to contact me on Instagram, healthness4cnd, or via my email, healthness469 at gmail.com.